0: So guys, we're going to do things a little bit differently today, because it's our birthday. Yeah. And uh, please excuse my pants, this is grape juice, okay, just saying. <laughs> little, ex- little communion accident there, but anyway. <laughs> guys, um, we thought it would be good uh, to take this opportunity to maybe just go through and, and chat about uh, as a family where we've come from, uh, and as I've been alluding to as well, just sort of the promises that God has had for this church and the amazing things that He's done uh, for us and in us and through us. Um, And so we're going to be calling up uh, three of the founding planting couples uh, and uh, just telling a little bit of our story uh, and a little bit about the roots of the church as well. Um, They're not dodgy, I promise not not more dodgy than we are i suppose but yeah so um yeah please bear with us but it really is it's an amazing testimony and that's what we believe in we believe in the power of testimony in this church and so this is really a testimony um so i'll start if that's okay (laughs) um so my wife and i we were uh in a little town called moy river in KZN and we we had uh loved oh hey Hey, okay, I wasn't expecting that. That that doesn't happen. Um. <laughs> How's it, guys? Welcome. <laughs> um, but we we had, I mean, great jobs, uh, really. Uh, we had it all. They call it the golden handcuffs: the house, the job, the overlooking a beautiful valley in River. Um Christian school that we were working for as well. Lovely environment. Um, but we weren't satisfied, and uh, we. The Lord took eight years to work, work through us and work some things out of us as well. But we had pretty much resigned ourselves to that. That's the extent of our ministry. That's the extent of the promises that God had over us. But we were carrying something all those years. and We were there for eight or nine years. We knew what God had planted in us. Uh, and so there was always this sort of sense of, you know, is this it or not? Um, we then met John and Cindy. And, and this isn't a story about John and Cindy. And I know... They, they'll back me up on this. Um, it took godly people to come, to call us. Uh, and, and our call to center to church, me and Kerry, was not at first to center to church. It was simply a call. We heard a call. And before John and Cindy even came and chatted to us uh, on our couch and told us they were leaving to go to Jo'burg, we had already sought God, sought God we had already, I'm an English teacher, I don't, <laughs> Sort God, um, <laughs> come on lads, um, you know, we had, we had resolved, we had actually gone away for a weekend as well, we called it our dream weekend, because we knew what God was stirring in us, and so when John and Sid, we had, we had, we didn't know where we were going, uh, we actually thought it would be Durban, um, and, and we would never have thought it would be Joburg, and so when John and Cindy came and sat on our couch and said, "Guys, sorry, you know we're out of here," um, we said, "We know, and we're with you." Um, unbelievable! And so, guys, we are not. And I, this is the, this is the point of my message: we are not huge faith people, Gary and me. We might be bigger than we are than we were back then, but God spoon-fed us, and spoon-fed us like. If uh, I would love to tell you all, just have 20 minutes to tell you all the story, but the amazing thing is that he spoils us. All we need to do is be obedient. All we need to do is walk through the doors that he opens for us. It is unbelievable how he was screaming at us to go to Joburg. And as I said, we would never have thought Joburg. In fact, when I used to drive over the hill and see the lights of Joburg in front of me, I got this sort of feeling in the pit of my stomach. I, I would have, yeah. I mean, give me. You know, Bangladesh or something, but uh, Joburg was like not on our, you know, on our list. Um, but God changed our hearts. Another thing that He did for us, he, he literally changed our hearts and gave us a love for the city. So when we drove over that same hill, you know the hill when you drive over and you can see Joburg for the first time, we had a sense of anticipation and a sense of love for the people of the city, and that's a God thing. So really, all we want to say is that he spoilt us. It really is about obedience. The promises that he had over this church have been amazing. Uh, John spoke to it yesterday as well. Just the apostolic lampstand that we have over this church, the fact that we have the worship as it is for a church this size is unbelievable. The preachers that we have, the promise that God had that we would be a base for the nations, that is huge. And we're seeing it starting to come to fruition now. We had to hold on and try and hold on to a few of the couples uh, that, that eventually left us. And so Rod and Calms also, uh, love you guys. I hope you're watching. Um, but uh, another of the planting couples um, sent, sent a message to us this morning. And it really is kingdom, guys. I think that's really what we're sensing as a, as a leadership team, particularly this year. We've had time to gather together as a community to heal up. We're now in a time of training. We hope uh, that everyone's on board with us in a time of training. And then it's a time of commissioning, and we really are feeling that. Uh, And it's sad because we know we have to say goodbye to some people, but that's what the kingdom is. And the adventure of stepping through the doors God opens um, is unbelievable. It really is about obedience. So that's my story. Thank you. Who's next? Stewie.
1: (laughs) All right thanks Lars. what's happening everybody i want to tell you a little story so about uh, three or four months before center church launched uh i'd heard via the grapevine that john and cindy were coming up to johannesburg john and i go way back actually beyond like short to when i was when i was 15 actually i know john from from way back then and anyway i would heard via the grapevine that john and cindy were planning to come to johannesburg emma and i had had we were in a weird place we were we knew some change was coming, but we didn't know what it looked like. And uh, so one, I don't know, Thursday or Friday morning, um, John and I had a call. I think, I think you were driving to Maritzburg from Moira River. So he was driving for like 45 minutes and we chatted on the phone for about 45 minutes. And it was the weirdest call ever because it, it like went nonstop the whole way through. And I think it got to the point where you're like, so, okay, I've got to go now. Like I actually need to leave. And I was checking my diary. I was like, yeah, I'm actually late for a meeting. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't even remember all the things that we spoke about in that call. Um, but one thing that comes through even to now is, is we both shared a heart for wanting to see people in Johannesburg come to know and love Jesus Christ and put him at the center of their lives. And one of the big risks whenever you plant a church... For those of you planning out there right um (laughs) one of the big risks is what happens is especially if you move from a a a city like peter maritzburg or wherever it is that you're coming from and you go to this new place and what happens is that all the expats from the old place come to the new place and basically what you have is you've got like a like a little thing over there that's a whole bunch of the same people and you're not actually reaching the city for god and we spoke a bunch about this and we were like you know what we want to we want to reach this city for god and uh, I remember a couple of weeks into the year when things started happening. And I don't know, I don't know where you all came from, but here you are, right? It's a miracle. <laughs> and, and, and I remember folks started arriving, and I would be like, how did you find out about us? Like, what, like how do you know who we are? And, and, and it would be stories like we drove past and saw the sign outside, or we Googled churches in the area, and you guys popped up. I was like, I didn't even know we were on Google cool <laughs> but but the point is it, it wasn't google it wasn't our signage or anything like that it was god drawing a community of people together and um if if you're here today and you're not quite sure why you got up this morning and kind of landed up here at center church or why you turned it on and you're kind of watching on youtube or wherever it is it is a miracle of god that you are here And you're hearing the message from from god and the the word of god and you're part of a community that, that that knows and loves jesus um no human beings can build that but god can and uh it's his kingdom so i i here we are like a bunch of years later and i'm like how did this I, I feel like, I say, to, I say to some people sometimes when they ask me about church I say, I feel like God did a thing and I just got to go along for the ride. Because God did a thing and here we are and uh, it's not done yet. Yeah. Who's up next?
2: Babe. Babe.
3: <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> what's up (laughs) um yeah so we i can't believe it's been six years um we were i think it was like in the august um within the year and where we planted in the january or the july anyway and we really felt a call to go and plant and the question always is where lord you know because now the world is your oyster and also john's got a british passport and so we thought well it must be overseas but then we really felt this thing of an urgency we felt okay where where can we speak where do people speak our language you know english and and where are there lots of people and we really felt Joburg because we felt there's an urgency they need to understand what we're saying that jesus is real you know and um and it was an amazing journey for us to to for Joburg to settle in our hearts. And like Duff was saying, when that did, there was, it's amazing how God gives you a love for a place. And really, it's such a privilege to stand here and to be able to love you guys. Because we were, we're like, who's going to walk through the doors of Center Church? Like, who who do we get to love and build up and point, and point you guys towards Jesus? Um, and he was so faithful on the journey. And to be honest, one of the biggest fears we had was um like is god gonna provide you know and um, because we were also leaving jobs and it's like what is that gonna look like because i always feel like that faith step is sometimes too big do you know what i mean like whether it be changing jobs or that big life decision it's that financial fear that can often keep us stuck where we at and it was amazing. Um, we had friends who were homeschooling in Moira. We'd never heard of homeschooling before. It was like this, like the Amish homeschool their children, you know? <laughs> and so we'd been in a journey with all these farmers in Moira, and they all homeschooled their children. So I suddenly had all these friends who were homeschooling. So when we felt to come and plant, we were like, we will live in a caravan if we need to, because when I met John, he lived in a caravan. So it was like, I knew what I was in for, yeah. <laughs> it was more like a tent, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was a classy tent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and we were like, because everyone was like, so what job are you going to get to plant the church? We're like, no, we're going to come and we want to be full time. We want to give all of our attention to each person who walks through the door to love on them and restore them and, and to share Jesus with them. And so the big decision to homeschool, because now that was like cheap. And um. And, and, and he provided along the way. Guys, I, I'm telling you now, it was, that was a miracle for me to know that we were provided for by the Father. Anyway, and here we are.
2: <laughs> yeah, guys, it has been an amazing journey. I think when, I mean, Duff said they're not people of faith. If you're visiting with us today, maybe this is all a little bit new, and well, I guess you probably were invited by someone, and maybe you heard that it was our birthday, so thank you for giving us the grace to rave a little bit about what Jesus has done, but we, neither are Cindy and I, I used to think church planting was for people who hated their children, because when you look at church planters' kids, they generally hate everybody, not even, not just their parents or God, they just... Like life is the worst thing, you you uprooted us, we went and we were using second hand tea bags and the world was horrible and like church planting was like the worst thing in the world. Like why would you want to do that? And we felt that. I mean God had promised us that one day we would lead a team that leads a church and so we're like, Okay, God, you can do your thing, but one day in the future and so God's but when God spoke to us about planting, it was the most obvious and easiest thing to do. The choice wasn't about are you brave or are you not brave. The choice wasn't are you gifted or are you not gifted. You know, it was are you going to be obedient or not. And it's and I and I feel like for many of us, and I'm going to share a short word around that this morning, that I really feel like for many of us, and one of the reasons we take this moment to share our, our birthday is because we also want you to know where you've jumped in on the journey. You know and that you parted this thing together we don't want you to feel like you missed all the fun stuff at the beginning because we barely got started like I've said we we're kicking off now there's so much to do there's a whole city to reach and we barely got we really barely have got started we kind of got a foundation laid that's all now it's time to build on top of that but we weren't the big faith people and so when God called us you know I lived in I was a professional drug addict in Durban then I God saved me and then Ended up at a church in Peter Pietermaritzburg, and then we ended up in Moy River. And if you can see the trend, it gets smaller and smaller to prepare us for Johannesburg. Generally, when you tell people you're from Moy River, they're like, what, at the toll plaza? You lived at the toll plaza? You're like, no, if you turn off, there's actually like uh, houses there. There's like, I even got a KFC a couple of years ago. You know? It's like, woo, just after we left. <laughs> but guys, for all of us together, it is an incredible miracle to us. To see what God has done we had people say to us why does Joburg need another church you know because it's such a big city and there are already so many churches in Joburg this is why Joburg needs another church and another church and another church churches that reflect Jesus churches that are not built around a person or a name a person's name churches that aren't built around someone's gift churches that aren't built around flogging and using people to try push an agenda churches that are built around Jesus and his mission we need that and we need more of those churches so it's been an incredible journey so for the OGs who've been around Darren since day one and other guys as well who have been around since the early days Tim and Gwen on eldership with us it's been an amazing amazing journey and if this is still early days for you like I've said the best is yet to come you're in for a hell of a ride because the one thing it's never boring right There's always stuff that God's doing, so really, really is so exciting. Anyway, so yesterday we had a bit of a leadership summit, and we spoke, and we shared, and whatever, and so I got home yesterday evening, and I was like, hey, Lord, I want to, so I left my sermon prep a little bit late, (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like, Lord, speak to me about birthdays, because I want to share a message that's kind of to do with, you know, our birthday and whatever, and I was like, so just forgive me, I'm going to be honest here, like, we're always honest, but... So I was like, I wonder what the Bible says about birthdays. So I Googled, what does the Bible say about birthdays? And all the scriptures were like, you know, pagans celebrate special days and it's evil to celebrate this and whatever. I'm like, oh, see, you can't actually. But as I began to look at the text, it's amazing to me that Jesus is all about taking moments. And God, right throughout history, is about taking moments to stop and go, wow look what he did look what he did and as tough as the last little while has been guys look what jesus has done look what jesus has done i I know some of the stories of of us here in the church look at the incredible stuff that jesus has done so i'm sitting there last night and then i opened john chapter one because we're kicking off a new series called one more light today it'll be for the next 11 weeks or so i'll give you a little bit of background on that in a moment and so i'm looking through john chapter one and God starts to speak to me about one or two things. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so amazing, Lord. Thank you for the way that you speak. Thank you for the way that your word's so alive. And then I headed to bed early and at about 11-ish. And then, um, <laughs> for those of you who know me, so that's, that's like Sparrow, you know? As I was lying in bed, God spoke to me. I felt God starts to speak to me about a couple of people in the church. And I wanted to just share a couple of words with a couple of people. Sorry if it's a bit scruffy for you or whatever. But, Christine, I don't want to... I don't want to expose you or whatever, but I felt God speaking to me about you and Faisal. And there's a text in Revelation chapter 2, it says, whoever's ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, I wasn't stoked because I was trying to go to sleep. And I'm like, (laughs) now, Lord, flip. Anyway, but I listened, I listened, just whoever's ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches, I listened. I listened to the one who is victorious, I will give some of the hidden manna, I will also give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the one who receives it, and I felt for Faisal, um, that God wants to give him, and God has given him an incredible wisdom, and there's this hidden manna that other people don't have access to, there's hidden resources and understanding that other people don't have access to, and if he continues to lean into that thing, God will give him more and more, and he'll find effect in his workplace, and in a whole bunch of different spheres. And people go, how on earth did you do that? How did you know? And it'll be because he's got this hidden manner, this hidden thing that only God has given him, that he's got access to. And um, a horribly unfair advantage, but you know, God is really good like that. And for you, Christine, the second part of this text says, I will give that person a white stone with a new name written on it, known only to the person who receives it. And I feel like Jesus has got pillow secrets for you that he wants to tell only you. Like these things where... You know, it says a new name that's known only to that person. And they're not gonna be for anybody else, but he loves you and there's stuff he wants to say to you and there's stuff he wants to affirm to you. And there might be times where you feel like, I just wanna run out and tell the whole world and maybe there will be time for that. But most of it will be just for you because he loves you that much, that there is a, like this beautiful thing just between you and him that he wants to speak to you. And then um, for Kev and Zahn, um, For you guys i there's this whole shabby chic thing which was quite popular a while ago um i don't is it still popular shabby chic or has that gone out now you know that decor thing where you walk into a restaurant and they haven't even tried to cover the pipes and the paints falling off the walls and whatever and they go like it's you know that's that's fashion now it's also helpful on your bottom line you know whatever the world looks a little bit like that but i felt for you guys you're an incredible combination of grace and ability, but with real grit at the same time. You've got this combo of, of being refined and grit at the same time, and it makes you an incredibly wide couple, and I feel like God's going to be able to trust you guys with people and trust you with, um, tr- trust you with all kinds of different spheres because... So often we get like, you know, the more refined people, but they're like, and if you're the more refined person, don't take it personally, but they can be a little bit like, "Mm, sat on my couch and made a mess and oh my word, and you know, on that side, or or the gritty guys on this side, and you know, it's just gritty and in your face and super hard, hardcore, and it's too much. And I feel like God's given you guys the grace as a couple to be incredibly wide, that you've got both sides, and there'll be so much space for people in between. So don't be surprised. I think that's the reason I'm sharing the word with you. If God brings people across your path that don't resemble the last group of people that he brought across your path, like he's going to trust you with a whole bunch of different people to love and to care for, you don't have to throw the Bible at them, or stand on the, you know all this stuff, we don't have to like preach them into heaven, but you've got what it takes to be a light and to be able to shine and to be able to love on people. See guys, this this new series we're preaching called One More Light is um, inspired pretty much, well it's sort of inspired by Linkin Park and... (laughs) (laughs) just a segue in there, you know. (laughs) Woo! But there was a, the lead vocalist of Lincoln Park wrote this in a song. He said, if they say, who cares if one more light goes out in a sky of a million stars? Who cares when someone's time runs out if a moment is all we are? Who cares if one more light goes out? I do. Guys, we live in a city at the moment where There are so many lights and so many lives. And we are trusting that God moves on our hearts as a church and gives us compassion that on our watch, we will be there to love and to give a damn and to care and be able to see beyond just ourselves. In a sky of a million stars, so many lives out there, Jesus is going to bring people across our paths. And he's looking to us. What are you going to do about it? Every person that walks through the door of this church, we see them and it's, God, give us the grace to love this person. Give us the grace to create space for them. Not to cookie cutter them into what we want them to be, but Lord, what do you have for them? Can this be the place where we live out our dreams and we are effective for Jesus? That one day when we stand in front of Jesus in heaven, you know, they're not looking for our name in the book. We walk in, they go, there he is. That's the guy who just, wherever he went, and sometimes it was good, sometimes it was bad, but everyone knew because we lived our lives on full pipes for Jesus. And not only for ourselves, but we look for the same in others. That's kind of the thing we feel in God wanting to stir inside of us. So for the next, it's 11 weeks, Hags. How long's the preaching series? 11 weeks altogether. Yeah, yeah. So for the next 11 weeks, we're preaching through the book of John. And our preachers are going to be sharing their testimonies of how they came to faith in Jesus for the first little bit, and then they're going to be preaching from the book of John off the back of that, so like the 30-minute sermon like we usually preach. Because the crazy thing is, sometimes you see the preachers stand up here and you think that the sun shines out of a bum and I've got a red phone to heaven and Jesus is on call 24-7 with me. But you don't know that there was someone who spoke to me and led me to Jesus. And the person that I'm spending time with in my workplace, the person that I, I walk across their path, you look at them and sometimes we look at people and we go like wow you know that would be tricky for god to reach them like i tell you if you our preaching team specifically you'll hear some stories like it was it was tricky but god did some amazing stuff because he's the one who loves people and he and if you're here today and you fall from god god loves you so much duff said what he said it is a miracle that you have because he reaches out with his heart He loves us and he gives a damn. He doesn't just look at a sea of faces and go, oh, you know, just another version of the next person next to them. He sees individuals, the one. and He knows our stories. He knows who we come from. He knows what he's created us to do. Anyway, so that's our new series, One More Light. It's going to be so much fun. I wonder if you can turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 5. So John's writing, and he says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So that's talking about this beautiful beginning, right? All this potential, Jesus was there in the beginning, everything that was created, Jesus was God. This this power was waiting. Later on in the year, we're preaching through the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, if you've ever read the book of Ecclesiastes and you just read two verses and you moved on and you acquired some because you're like, what the hell's going on here? I fully get it. Like, it's one of those books, it's tricky, but we're gonna be preaching through that. It's an amazing book talking about the meaning of life and why things happen. But Solomon, who wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, said this. In Ecclesiastes 7, 8, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. He was a bit jaded. Basically, what he was saying is that hindsight is 20-20. That was his version of saying. Now, I felt God begin to speak to us that it's very easy for us, especially after we've come out of a little interesting last little while that we have come out, of, for us to be tentative about dreaming about the bigness of what the future looks like and the potential of the future. And to want to kind of have the hindsight and have all the knowledge beforehand before we move because I'm like, yes, bro. Last time I put my foot out, <clears throat> you know, landmine or something went, went down, something. And I really do feel like it's a season to dream again. It's a season to look to the future and, and not be going, well, you know, I've made it through that next season. Or I just want to get through the first half of this year. Or I just want to get the kids to school. Or I just want... You know, just want to work out whether I'm working at home or working at the office or what's going on and just, just looking to find these little milestones and kind of limp through the year from one little thing to the next. Sounding a little bit like Solomon. But rather, sit there with all this potential and all this life. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. That word was the life of God and it was the light and the darkness can't stop that light because it's Jesus. And that, that sense of impending, here we go, we've got stuff to do, God's got stuff for us to do as we scope out the future. And there were a couple little thoughts I wanted to pull out of that, if I could, because there's three things that I mentioned there. It starts off, it says, everything was created through him, nothing exists that has not been created by him. And so, just for those of us who kind of trying, trying to comprehend this, right, so things start here in history, and then they kind of go through history like this from one point to the next to the next, God doesn't kind of go along that history line with us, you know, in, in the moment with us and we get to a big thing that goes wrong and he's like, ooh, flip. And then we like, flip, and then we like, what are we? and he's like, don't worry, I've got a plan. I'm gonna think about it, I'm gonna work it out. And then he comes up with an answer for us and moves along. Because sometimes we pray like that. God is equally present at every point on the timeline of history at all times. Because he exists outside of time and space. So he is before the creation of the world. Not he was, he is. And he is after the world is wrapped up. And he is present now with you. And he is present when you were born. And he is present at the day that you die. He is always. Friends, incredible God that we serve. That's how big it is. Through him and by him were all things created. So I wanted to ask this question. If by him and through him were all things created, you had to take stock of your life right now, where things are. You would be human if you had to look and go, well, there's some stuff that I'm quite proud of and I think looks pretty cool. And then other stuff, maybe not so much. Like, I've got a lot of work to do here. I've got a lot of stuff to try and fix up. And so I'm like, Phew. So I live kind of with a bit of guilt and shame or a little bit of like, oh, it's a lot of work. And I f- try to focus on this stuff, but this stuff is always there. And I kind of vacillate between the two. Try here a little bit, mm, not so good. Oh, every now and then have a bit of a victory here, yeah, then this falls over. And I'll you know what Scripture says? By him and through him, all things created, including your life. He's there with the good stuff, he's there with the bad stuff. And, friends, if we're going to live this life that's like God, whatever the future holds, we've got to be able to give him all of it. And not just live with this, hey God, look at the good stuff I, I did and like trying to like shunt all the bad stuff behind us, you know? But Lord, my whole life, I want to give you everything that I am. And live with that complete surrender to Him. Everything at all. He sees it all. And some of us have got this sense, like, I'll do something for Jesus once it's all fixed up. I promise you, before we came and planted this church, ask any of the planting couples if we're perfect. Like I mean, you know we're not, right? Like, we try to live with that on our sleeve so you can see. We're not trying to hide our faults and our weaknesses. We want to be as honest as we can. As Chris said yesterday, I love one of the things he said at our leadership summit yesterday, he said, how is it that we believe that salvation is a free gift from God? But then we look at our destiny, we think we have to work for our destiny. How is our destiny not also a free gift from God? There's work to do for sure. But it's something that he gives us. And we don't earn it. It's freely given. All of it, guys. The whole thing. He fills everything in every way. Others of us, perhaps, we've settled this issue. The second verse says, um, uh, blah, 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 blah. he was with God in the beginning. Through him were all things made. Without him, nothing that was made was made. In him was life. Maybe some of us who settled this issue, check, this is all my stuff or whatever. Maybe you've been working really, really hard and you're saying, but God, the things that I'm putting my hand to, there's just no life. It could be a marriage, it could be business, it could be a relationship. I don't know. We're all in different spaces. I want this thing to live. But it's like Whooah! I breathe into it and it just goes. Pfft. And it just it doesn't catch. It's like you know when you turn a car ignition, Ka-ka-ka-ka. Ka-ka-ka-ka. And then you go inside, and you're like, you gee yourself up because you think, no, you know, and then you go back outside, like, it's going to work this time. Duff and I were driving down to the beach to spend some time together, and we're on the freeway, and the car just suddenly stops doing, I don't know anything about cars, right? Sprocket cam, shaft valve, whatever. (laughs) I know nothing. So we pull into this petrol station uh, at the Valier's Val one-stop, Truck stop here. Yeah. Duff talks around. Apparently, there's a guy called Louis who can help us. Louis's got three teeth and doesn't speak much English, but Louis knows David. And David's got a, a bucky, right? And David can tow us into Faliyah. So they come and they load us onto the back, and we're sitting in the front of David's like 300 year old bucky. You know, that's been souped and pimped and whatever, and whoo, back roads into Valias, and then we pull into their gap, into their garden, like literally, there's chickens and other cars. It's like the hills of eyes. I'm like, hey, Duff, just watch our back, bro, because this is. I've checked lots of movies start like this, you know. <laughs> and then, and then. David's mate comes out who, do, who literally doesn't speak a word of English, and he tries. He's such a sweet guy. He tried, but he got like three words. You know like us English folks do when we're trying to talk Afrikaans, and then we just stumble into English because we try, we just run out of vocab? Like this guy, anyway, so he comes in, in no time. He gets in, he pulls out our, what was it, the alternator? Alternator. It's an important thing in a car, an alternator. And it's got um, brushes inside of it, like and uh, the brushes weren't brushing properly. So, (laughs) (laughs) they I just keep quiet when I'm with guys who know about cars. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You just need to know one or two words. Fuel filter, you know. Brake pad. Anyway, so. But you know the most incredible thing is, this guy like the guy who repaired our car, like he opened our alternator, went into town in Valier found some new brushes, whatever, put them inside. Car was purring in two hours, like amazing. They charged us almost nothing, and we were back on the road again. And guys, the crazy thing is, I think for us, so often we, we have a picture of how God is going to come and breathe life into our situation. Like we, so when we pray, we're like, Lord, breathe life like this. But then David comes along. (laughs) And we're like, don't touch my alternator. (laughs) Leave my engine alone. What are you doing? But seriously, our car has not run that smoothly since, you know, the guys got their hands on it. It's been amazing. And I I feel like for this year, if we can start to just say, Lord, I'm not going to decide how you are going to breathe life. I'm gonna ask you to breathe life and whatever you bring and however you choose to do it, it's good by me. Because some of us are gonna find life like we've never found before. Like amazing. Your life's gonna purr like it's never purred. Like you take the key and even as your key's going towards the ignition, the car just starts. Like you don't even have the key in yet. It's like, oh you wanna (laughs) start? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then the last part, it says, it says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the third group of people, I felt like, for some of us, I feel like, yo, I'm living. My life is there, the structures are in place. I feel like I'm living, but I'm living here. The engine's on, but it has no impact. It's not having any impact beyond me. I feel like I'm, I'm living here. But it's not affecting anybody else's life. I feel like when I speak it, doesn't have much authority. I feel like in my workplace, I I don't know how to stand for Jesus. I don't know how to. So I don't want to be a, you know one of those fruitcakey weirdos that scare people away from Jesus. But I want to also, hey okay, God, if you bring someone across my path, perhaps it's even in business. You you've been looking and you're saying, God, I'm looking for opportunities. But it seems like whenever there's an opportunity, like Something else happens, or I just don't get it, and I get pushed aside. I don't feel like my life is having impact. In my relationships, I feel like I'm always the quiet one. Everyone else is shutting me down. And friends, God has created his church. If you hear what this this text says, it says, In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. It goes on to say this in verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome that light. See, friends, when I'm receiving the life of God, and I'm living in that life of God, and I'm allowing myself before, when I'm hearing the pillow secrets from God, and that life is inside of me. When I begin to speak, when I begin to spend time, whatever my, my forum is, when God is the one who's gone ahead of me, and that light shines in front of me. You know, light doesn't have a fist fight with the darkness. You know that. Like, as you turn on, <laughs> you walk into your bedroom at night, you turn the lights on. You <laughs> the darkness getting pushed back as the light the light one light has overcome the darkness no for darkness to be pushed back what do you do turn on the light and friends as we are vulnerable and we open our lives up to Jesus it started off by saying in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God for many of us and, and myself included friends I'm, I'm no better I reduce God so often I'm like in the beginning was the word the word was with God, and you know sometimes He was God, and some things go Him, but sometimes I've got my own plan. Sometimes I know the light. I'm really clever. I know what to do in this situation. And because I know what to do, that's the light that I'm going to shine on it. But I've shone that light, and those batteries are flat. And it, it has no impact on the situation around me. When I go to God, I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? I want to spend time. Show me the bigness of who you are. Some of the songs we're singing this morning big view of who God is as I'm looking like that I'm able to see and there's this light that shines in front of me friends I'm able to speak into situations with incredible wisdom with incredible insight and God begins to shift things in front of me I'm not the one having to try and make it happen the darkness cannot overcome that light and so I'm trusting for us over the course of this year as a community all of us together that God is going to breathe this life. God's going to speak to us. But each of us have a responsibility. I can talk about this to him blue in the face. We start by, Lord, all of it to you. Then, Lord, bring life to this thing. You come and breathe your life, Lord. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to try and make this thing live. You come and do what only you can do. And then from that place, Lord, open the doors in front of me. Some of us, the issue is that we believe that God has got that promise for the person sitting next to us. Or maybe the person sitting behind us this morning. But this communion table that we took this morning together ensures that every Christian, everyone who walks with Jesus, everyone who's called by his name, is not only called and and is not only able to go and reach a world and to shine and to live this life, but that's God's actual plan for us to go and live in that space. So we're really excited for that. There's a whole bunch of crazy stuff that's going on this year. We're taking a mission trip to Botswana. We'll let you know a little bit ahead of time about that. It's going to shine a light there. We've got friends up there that we love spending time with. Whole bunch of other stuff as well that we'll keep you posted about. There's so many different opportunities for us to be able to live out this life and light even beyond our own everyday. But that's where it starts together.
3: Thank you so much for joining us. You might be asking yourself the question, how can I take this further? Firstly, You can send us your contact details to Cindy at centerchurch.co.za where we can include you in our online connect groups and you can receive our daily devotional. Secondly, you can hop on our website where you can access previous sermons and find out more about who we are at Center Church. Thirdly, if you consider yourself as part of Center Church, we want to thank you so much for your ongoing financial partnership. The banking details are on the website. Thank you so much for joining us and hope you have an amazing Sunday.